The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. The NFL playoffs are heating up and MyBookie is a place you want to bet to get in on all the action. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's the promo code SGP to play, win and get paid at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code SGP. For a limited time only, both new and existing customers can get a deposit bonus of up to $500 on your next deposit. Remember, that's code SGP, and you can get a deposit bonus of up to $500 only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com to find better odds than your local book. Plus, when you use the promo code SGP, you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code as it is for everything. SGP. Hey guys, you are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. Make sure you guys check out both because unlike other cappers on Twitter, I actually do tweet out the right lines and the right prices at the right time. A lot of people on there are tweeting out shit such as... Uh, Clemson plus six about 15 minutes before the game when it was pushed down to four trying to get a little edge and trying to make themselves look good unfortunately Clemson got their asses kicked and if you'd been a member at lockbetting.com you would have had LSU minus four posted inside that final hour cashed easily loved LSU the entire time absolutely no doubt in my mind at all been an absolute fire finished strong with college football five and one with the bowls since 2020 absolutely still firing up in the NBA only two losses all last month only two losses so far this month but we're having a lot more plays this month and we are on fire 100% this month on the in plays tennis is also smoking hot as well as we approach the uh, Australian Open 4-0 run last night in the tennis overall we just hit a uh, uh, let me let me have a look here because um, I was about to say what the figure was until it drastically improved last night. We were aiming for a 60% run because we had a bad loss off Barcelona against Atletico Madrid uh, to the sound of 2.5 units. And it irritated me 
to the point where I uh, said to my clients, we need to hit a 60% run at the moment in order to evaporate this loss. Well, we didn't do that. We didn't hit 60%. We didn't hit 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67. We hit 68%. We hit a 68% run over the last week. Um, 35 and 17, sorry, 36 and 17 have just realized that a um, another parlay has cashed. And uh, yeah, that's been our week, 36 and 17. That would have been some hefty, hefty profits if you'd been involved over at lockbetting.com. So don't bother with these uh, so-called Twitter experts. If they were real experts, they would be able to sell their picks and would have themselves a decent platform like this podcast, like myself, like Christian Pina, two of the most legit cappers in the business uh, with myself, 67 months of straight tracked profit. And um, you can head over to lockbetting.com and check that out. The PL is posted up for free. Plus check out the pin tweet at my Twitter account at lockbetting. So, enough of the uh, shameless plugs but I mean you can't really blame me because I'm turning out ridiculous results I don't know what the expectations are of people I think it's pretty much unanimously accepted if you have a clue what you're talking about anywhere between 55 and 58 is a decent return 68% is absolutely ridiculous and every one of my members can vouch for me Um, go and speak to them Um, I'll, I'll, I'll happily give you their their phone numbers with their permission and you can give them a text and see exactly what we're doing over here at logben.com and i am one of the only people in the business giving you a 100% profit guarantee so if you don't make a profit you'll get your whole subscriber money back but as i said i've never ever ever had to do it since i started I started 67 months ago and i've never refunded a single person so i think that says it all about the service so let's move on to the epl before we do just one last plug the fight show will be back this week conor mcgregor is back fight show will be back and i'm gonna get a sneaky little preview of the raw rumble on there i know some of you guys don't like it but i also know some of you guys do and i think the raw rumble is probably the most popular wwe event there is and it probably takes a lot of people back to their childhood it's very very watchable should be an easy watch for you guys if you have money on it especially and uh, i think wwe network is only 9.99 a month plus your first month you can get for free so all you uh, really need to do is head over to www.com sign up and uh, then cancel straight after you've watched the raw rumble well, unless you want to keep it of course unless you are a wrestling fan and feel like keeping it until wrestlemania of course there's loopholes around that if you get a second email address you can probably get it for free once again around about wrestlemania time where again i'll be shoehorning in a little bit of podcast action on Wrestlemania Um, hopefully Sean and Ryan don't notice that I've done it but um, I'm sure some of you guys are going to be fans of the WWE fans of watching the Royal Rumble and especially Wrestlemania or actually especially the Royal Rumble I actually think for a casual fan Royal Rumble ranks above Wrestlemania I'd be interested to, to know your feedback now because Generally, just hearing that we're going to be covering WWE um, brings up some negative comments. But for those of you that actually jumped in and had bets on it and got involved with it and had ridiculous winnings from it, maybe you guys do feel a little bit differently. And if you have ever jumped in, you probably did so 12 months ago, the last time there was a Royal Rumble. So let's move on to the EPL and the Royal Rumble in the EPL is taking place at the bottom of the league because it is real tight down there. 
as I said last week, um, it was a very significant game between Bournemouth and Watford. And I really felt like the winner of that game would get out of the relegation situation. And we did see a swap in places between Bournemouth and Watford. Bournemouth are bang in trouble now and don't look like they can even buy a win. Um, Norwich themselves are the only team that are cut adrift, whereas Watford now is sitting on the edge of the relegation zone, something that you couldn't really picture a couple of months ago. But what a turnaround under Pearson. And they're the first team that we look at this week. They're going up against a Tottenham team that have really seen a downturn in form recently under Mourinho, who had a decent start there, but they've come crashing down to reality. They are also without Harry Kane. But I've always said that... um, that Tottenham aren't as reliant on Harry Kane as as people think they are. I think there is certainly a way around playing without Harry Kane. And if Mourinho discovers that, then this Tottenham team could be a very solid counter-attacking team. But the evidence is, after seeing uh, their display last week, that he decided to go down a, a different route, which was to put men behind a ball, which is which is what I predicted that, that they would do. But I think, think Liverpool are a team that you could contain for 90 minutes. And um, we'd be interested to see, I think that's the first game, and it'll be really interesting to see what they do here against the Watford team, because I don't think you're going to need to sit in with a back five against Watford, because you have to surely have the confidence here that you have the better players, and you are able to go to Watford and get a result. Unfortunately, Fortunately for Tottenham, Watford have rediscovered some unbelievable form and uh, have pushed themselves out of this relegation zone. And they do look a lot more like the team that got themselves to the FA Cup final last season, which is going to be a problem for Spurs. As far as bets on this game go... um, it's a difficult one to call because the no-brainer here for me would be that both teams score because Tottenham just don't concede clean sheets and and they're even worse under Mourinho. But at the same time, my main fear here would be for Tottenham to score a goal because last week, despite the fact they did create chances to be fair to them, they did not hit the back of the net against Liverpool. Um, They got off to a good start against Middlesbrough, but the first goal was gifted to them. And after that, Uh, They didn't look like they were able to score in the second half, got a little bit tight and allowed a championship team to score against them. Another game where they didn't keep a clean sheet. So as much as I do like both teams to score here, uh, I do favour Watford here on the double chance. Tottenham to win this game is actually available at 23 to 20 and Watford are available at 5 to 2 and the draw is also 5 to 2, which means that the counter price to Tottenham winning on the double chance gives you Watford at a price of 8 to 11 to avoid a home defeat here. I really like that because it's at um, longer odds than both teams to score. And the way Watford have been defending lately, there is a possibility that they could shut this Tottenham team out unless they can find solutions as to play without Harry Kane. As I said, I've seen Tottenham before under Pochettino at Wembley um, when Kane was injured for a couple of months. They did find those solutions. They did found, find a way to press and attack with a pacey front three, but uh, I'm not sure if it works with a two. I'm not sure if it works with either Moore or Song up there as a lone striker and, uh, and a back five. I'm not sure if that's the way that you do things. I think if Tottenham can find solutions with a 4-3 uh, with a 4-3-3 sorry a 3-4-3 
that actually adds up to 11 or it adds up to 10 but we don't say the goalkeeper when we talk about formation um if they can go back to that 3-4-3 that worked for Pochettino and that was the way to adapt without Harry Kane, then Tottenham will be able to find a way to to win matches without him. I just don't think it's going to work with this with this back five and um, the, the strategy of trying to shut teams down and hitting them on the break with um, by creating chances for your lone striker because... Um, I just don't think that they have the out-and-out goal scorers. That yes, Mora and Song are very, very good goal-scoring midfielders, but are they able to find themselves in the right positions and have that goal-scorer instinct to um, get on the end of, of half chances? Because as much as I don't think Harry Kane is absolutely crucial to Tottenham, he does know where the ball is going to go. That's that's one of the most important things about being a striker is anticipating where the second ball is going to go. And that's something that um, he doesn't really get enough credit for. Um, and that is really what it takes to be a, a, a top striker. That's really the difference between a top Premier League striker and a striker in the lower leagues. It's the anticipation of where the ball is going to go. Because if you look at the actual, yeah, okay, he's a great finisher as well. But sometimes half the goals, well, actually not sometimes, half the goals that, that he'll score, um, and some people will say they're from penalties, but the other half will, um, will actually be from in and around the box. And it's just that anticipation as to where the second ball will go. And the second ball is the ball where it's not the pass to the man, it's where they go after the after the pass. It's the second pass. It's the it's our, if a guy has a shot and then it rebounds and then anticipating that rebound. It's it's where the ball is going to go. Basically, one or two moves ahead of the the upcoming piece of play. So, second ball anticipation. I don't know if Mora and uh, and Song have it enough to capitalize enough on half opportunities that Tottenham get because when Harry Kane plays. Um, these things are opportunities because he needs to be in the right areas. When Son and Mora play, you're going to obviously create less opportunities because the anticipation of the second ball is not there. So um, sorry if I've confused people there with, with tactical talk. I want to actually do a tactical show, but I want to do it in video format. Um, so I think once the NFL clears out, I will talk to the guys about producing some kind of video content. It will either be on the, the guys' Instagram, Snapchat, maybe even YouTube. Um, I'll talk to them about that because I certainly think there'll be an interest in, in more tactical analysis just to see how we get to picks and how games are actually broken down with more visual aids. So we'll see if there's any way to do that forward. And what the interest is as well, because I think now that a lot of guys who came on board with this show have now started to follow football a lot more in terms of watching it and not just uh, listening to what I say here. I mean, obviously, this this show has a reputation of a strong, strong profit record. And last year's locks were obviously 47 and 11. And um, from that, word of mouth has got along. So maybe people just fast forward into the locks and the end of the shows or whatever, or subscribe to the soccer package at lockbaiting.com. But I also would like to think that people are actually now watching the game and interested in tactical analysis and see how we arrive at these uh, picks that we arrive at because there is a little bit more to it than just simply looking at what happened before because as I said to you uh, soccer is an eye test sport it's not just a sport of following trends blindly which a lot of American sports are which is a lot of which is a lot of what um, a lot a lot of what um, American Kappa strategies are in terms of just blindly following along trends as I said 
is um, I'll give you one example. There's a there's a girl on Twitter. You know, she basically has a following because she has big tits. And it's Kelly from Vegas. Um, that's her name, I think. And uh, basically, just comes along with reeling out a load of data. This is what happened before. This is why it's going to happen again. It doesn't work for her. Her record's horrible. I mean, shit changes. You have to basically look at the um, the factors going into each and in each individual game because personnel is going to always change as our conditions, as our needs of the teams in particular scenarios. So just because Andy Reid is 1-8 and eight against the Titans doesn't mean that Andy Reid is going to lose to the Titans on Sunday, for example. I mean, but but she'll 100% tell you that she will. I don't even know what her pick's going to be. Um, at the moment, it's not out, but I 100% guarantee you she's on Titans plus seven and a half. Just putting it out there. All right. Um, let's have a look at the Arsenal-Sheffield United game next. It's the three o'clock game on Saturday. We go through to three o'clocks now. Uh, that Tottenham game was a morning game. Uh, Arsenal are the five to six favourites to win this game. It's thirteen to five the draw, and it's sixteen to five on Sheffield United. I would never thought at the start of the season that we'd be getting Sheffield United at odds on on a double chance here to avoid a defeat at Arsenal. That's a lot of respect again. So much respect that normally in this situation, especially last year, you'd be looking at this being a a lock that was handed to you on a plate for Arsenal. And as much as I do think Arsenal will win this game, you just cannot trust them this season. I mean, I know Mikel Arteta got them through in the FA Cup and he got that one win against Man United. But the perception that Arsenal are much improved under him, I don't really personally see that at all because the guy has come in and um, he's won a couple of games. He's had a couple of draws and he lost from 1-0 up against Chelsea with only seven minutes to go. How is that definitive improvement? I think this game will give him a much improved record because 3-2-1, and one, I guess you can point to and say we're doing slightly better. But these are also the type of games that you would expect Arsenal to win. Um, you would expect them to be straying away from what they did last week, which was um, give up a lead against the Crystal Palace team that were totally patched together. And um, I think you'll see this week what Manchester City do to that patched uh, Palace team. And it will probably accentuate the gap between Arsenal and Man City in a moment. Or Arsenal and everybody else challenging for that top four. I think Arsenal um, are lagging way behind. I think they're even behind um, Man United, despite the fact that that result was 2-0 the other the other week. I think Arsenal really played out of their skins. But in terms of direction, despite the fact that Man United are very inconsistent, I can see the direction that they're going in with their younger players. I can see who they need to sign to improve in order to get into this top four. Not challenged for the league, which is disappointing for me to say because we're miles away, but I can see who we need to sign to get into the top four. It is at least identifiable. I don't know how many players Arsenal need to get into the top four. I would say as many as eight. Um, so they're a long, long way off, but they are a better team than Sheffield United and they should they should be able to to win this game. I think the pick that I like better than this, though, for Arsenal to win is the under 2.5 goals. Um, it regularly cashes for Sheffield United. Mikel Arteta has done a good job in tightening up this Arsenal defence. And if you look at their game so far under him, 
It was only that Chelsea game that went over because when we're looking at those far, that five-game sample size, 80% of the games under Arteta have gone under. There was a one-all last week. There was the 1-0 to Leeds, 2-0 against Man United, one all against Bournemouth. And then, of course, the Chelsea game was going well under until the last seven minutes where we saw a goal blitz. So he's an under-manager at the moment um, at 80% rate. And uh, Sheffield United certainly are as well. If we look at all of their last few games, um, with the loss to Man City, the loss to Liverpool... Oh, they're completely outclassed in those games, but still only were were restricted to conceding two, which which cashed the under two point fives, and then of course the one 0 win against West Ham, which even if West Ham equalised, still would have been a one all, and it would have cashed for the under. In fact, the only game that's gone over for them recently has been that FA Cup tie against Flyd, where they put out their second team, and even that was uh, a consolation goal for Flyd. So very very much two under teams here, and that would be the way that I bet this. But I'm expecting Arsenal to win. They just seem to be um, an unbettable proposition for me at the moment. Up next, we've got Brighton versus Sheffield United, where Brighton are the four to seven favourites here to win this game. That's very, very short for that. Three to one the draw and 19 to five on Villa. Personnel-wise, there is not really too much difference between these two teams. In fact, I would say Villa have some have a few more standout players I think Tyrone Mings and Jack Grealish are two players that could be making a push for the England squad they also have other internationals uh, I don't think anyone in Brighton is going to be getting anywhere near that England squad even Lewis Dunk so you would think that Villa do have a few more better players here in order to survive but at the moment the league position says that Aston Villa will be getting relegated over Brighton and as do the odds in addition to that Aston Villa are coming off a thumping against Man City which I think is the reason you're getting this line because I don't see Brighton as four to seven favourites in this situation. So there is value here, absolutely, on taking Aston Villa on the double chance. But not only has the plus one on Villa been moved as a result of this, because Villa is now available at seven to five on the double chance, but Aston Villa plus two is available at four to six minus 150 now in order for that bet to cash Aston Villa can lose this game by one goal and you will still win personally I fancy Aston Villa to come here and put up a desperately spirited performance and possibly come away with something so for me to see them at minus 150 here to avoid a two goal defeat at the hands of Brighton I think is very very generous I think this is all a result of what we saw last week 6-1 to Manchester City a lot of key players missing, but this weekend we will see one of the signings on show. Pepe Reina is probably going to be in goal for Aston Villa after the last goalkeeper, Nyland, conceded six. I think that's going to instantly improve them and give them more confidence. And um, I'm expecting Jack Grealish to be the best player on the pitch this weekend. So I would be taking Villa on the double chance here, but I will certainly certainly be taking Villa with a plus two head start around about minus 150. Now, before I get a load of uh, tweets about this. Um, that's not the most common price. It is closer to the four to seven mark or eight to 13 in some places. You do have to get um, them on the exchange here to get them at four to six minus 150. So before I have to deal with that shit, what I'll do is just take the hassle out of my own hands and quote that one at four to seven. Okay, but there's still value there in that. I mean, you're literally talking about a few pounds difference and... Um, Four to seven still returns you close to 160 of 100 stakes. So I think we could be going there for, for the lock on this show. Very obscure um, kind of lock, but I'm here to find value where I can. And uh, my opinion here says that Brighton are not winning this game by two clear goals. 
Up next, we look at Manchester City versus Crystal Palace, where Man City are unbackable at 1 to 10. 8 to 1 the draw and 20 to 1 on Crystal Palace. I don't have enough confidence in Man City's defence here to take them on a big handicap line because in order to cover the minus two, they may need to score four times in this game against the Crystal Palace team that are so depleted of personnel that they'll probably come here to keep it tight and it may take City some time to score their first goal. But I do think at a minimum that they end up putting the ball in the net three times once they do end up breaking through this defence. So the, the best bet that I like is Man City here to score three plus goals, which is available at four to seven. So the same as what we just looked at last time. Um, I think with Sterling rested and coming back, and what we saw from Aguero last week, the creativity of Kevin De Bruyne, I don't think it really matters what Crystal Palace um, do at the other end. If they can put the ball into the net, I think City are going to wipe it out. Um, City at minus two handicappers at four to five, and that would need them to score three goals anyway. Taking this up to four to seven gives you the allowance of letting uh, Manchester City concede a goal, which they inevitably always do. Even last week when they were totally comfortable at 6-0, they still allowed Aston Villa to score, which was great because my clients had Man City and both teams to score, cashing at 17-10 to last week. Nice winner for us on Sunday. Moving on to Norwich versus Bournemouth. And Norwich are pretty much already down, in my opinion, sitting there on only 14 points. But they can go within three points of Bournemouth by winning this game. But it's 6-5 to five to do so. 5-2 to two to draw and 21-10 to 10 on Bournemouth. From what I saw on Bournemouth last week, you can't take them against anybody here at all. Um, they're not going to go to Norwich and win this game. And... I like Norwich to win. I also like Norwich on the draw no bet market at plus uh, at minus one fifty four to six because there there isn't a hope in hell that Bournemouth are winning this game at all. The way they looked last weekend, I don't think they go to Norwich and win this one. Up next, you look at Southampton versus Wolves, where it's thirteen to ten on the Saints, twenty three to ten the draw, and nineteen to ten on Wolves. Wow, big, big odds here for the draw because I think Wolves being draw specialists and not getting beaten often and Southampton in their current reign of form, I cannot see a winner in this game. It's very, very difficult to pick. I don't have any lean on it either. Wolves got knocked out of the FA Cup in a game they dominated against Man United, so I think that they'll be frustrated by that and they may be good value here on a double chance, but I can't also back against the Southampton team who... Last time they're at home, beat Tottenham, and last time out, beat Leicester. So they are the informed team in the Premier League if you discount Liverpool. So tough, tough game here. Looks like a draw. Also looks like a both teams to score, which is actually cashed in eight of Wolves' last 11 away. So, um, Certainly think that that one is a viable option as well. Both these teams, very, very free scoring. In fact, uh, there's, there's more statistics to, to back this up here. Uh, both teams to score in eight of Wolves' uh, 11 away matches. Uh, Southampton have failed to score in just 14% of the Premier League matches this season and have netted in 11 of the last 12. The Saints have only kept one clean sheet all season at St. Mary's. And um, it says here Wolves have lost, so in my notes here, I put Wolves have lost five. Um, lost each of the last five trips away. To, yeah, sorry, they've lost five out of five here at Southampton. So probably that, factors into why we're seeing such heavy favoritism here but I prefer both teams to score regardless here in this game and um, you're getting generosity here because it's uh, 10 to 11 for and 10 to 11 against and uh, we're obviously going to go 10 to 11 for is where the value is 
Up next, we have West Ham versus Everton, where... West Ham are the underdogs here at 2 to 1. It's 12 to 5 the draw and it's 7 to 5 on Everton. Everton should have been a lock last week. They bounced back from the humiliation against Liverpool and came back and won that game. So certainly should have been the lock for them, but uh, I didn't take it in this situation. Um I'm not too sure where to go with this game. I would just simply think that both teams score in this game that has occurred in five of West Ham's last six, but that's certainly not a, a strong play. It's really difficult to know what to do with this game simply because of the fact that Everton are very inconsistent all season, although they've only lost one of their last eight, which was that humiliation against Liverpool. And West Ham are very inconsistent in general, but I feel like David Moyes may come up with something here in order to um, stifle his former team. So difficult, difficult game for me to pick. And without any major, major statistical data at all, I'm going to lean towards both teams to score. Let me try and pull up something for you if I can. Um, West Ham have seen both teams to score in six of their last seven. So it's not five of the last six. Um, losing five, of they lost five of those. And I think so the only game they, where it didn't happen was... Um, the only game it didn't happen was that clean sheet they had against Bournemouth where they won 4-0 but Bournemouth are terrible uh, Everton have seen both teams have scored in each of their last seven Premier League away days failing to keep a clean sheet since the opening weekend of the season so there are strong trends for this there's strong strong trends for this one um, but be wary um, I'm not going to make it a play as I said because I do think that this game is an anomaly and uh, Moyes may pick up may develop something in order to uh in order to go against this Everton team. So, um, as I said, I, 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 I give criticism earlier for blindly backing all trends and not looking at the situation. The situation here is that Moyes is playing against his own te old team and may come up with something here in order to stifle them. I'm um, sorry if you just heard some interference there. I was putting my uh, recording device on charge. So I hope it didn't um, disrupt the show too much. Before we look at the game between Newcastle and Everton, we are going to have a look at the, the sponsors here on the SGP. And we're going to look at that offer again from my bookie.ag. The promo code SGP for a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Of course, McGregor versus Cowboy fight is this weekend and we'll be covering it on the fight show. But on top of that, of course, we have the NFL championship games. I'm sure you're going to want some action on that. I'm sure you're going to want a free thousand dollars on the NFL championship game with your deposit bonus. I think if there's any weekend to put money in and have a big deposit. It will be this weekend because you got all the stuff here on the EPL. And this is a, a game week that I like very much. Uh, you've got Connor coming back and fighting Cowboy. And of course, you have the NFL um, championship games as well. So great, great weekend. January is always a great month for sports betting. So deposit $1,000 and you open up your MyBookie uh, account and use the promo code SGP. It's a great source for in-game wagering as well. So last week, that would have been amazing for the Kansas City Chiefs. I got on it. So did my clients. We uh, absolutely killed the books in that game, landed everything. Total spread, spread. How the fuck did we cover the spread? 10-point spread was covered in that game crazy the 24-0 down um, the deposit and withdrawal uh, walls can be made using Bitcoin for lightning fast payouts and of course as I said the promo code there is SGP 
Um, you can also get involved with DraftKings. Uh, I can't believe it's the Covent Championships this week. And, um, and yeah, DraftKings is the place that you need to be. You need to get involved with drafts with DraftKings. It's pretty much your last chance to get involved. Uh, you can still you can still have time to to do this. You can still have time to feed your fantasy fix with DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy football. Draft your lineup and uh, feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, catch, mean more with a DraftKings lineup. Uh, it's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the salary cap and see how you stack up against the competition. Nothing adds to the sweat of the game quite like having a free shot at over 750 grand with uh, your first deposit. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get deposit bonus of up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with throughout the playoffs. So make sure you head over to DraftKings this weekend. This season has absolutely flown by. So this is one of the last chances to really, really get involved in the action here. Use the promo code SGP and you can get that deposit bonus of up to $500. Uh, the SGP is also sponsored by Ace Per Head. So if you've ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They provide you with an inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wages graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 in some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today. Ace is offering up to six weeks for free. All you got to do to get this is go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Um, we're also sponsored by ProSwap and uh, ProSwap is America's marketplace to buy and spell, buy and sell sports bets all season long. All season long, ProSwap customers have been finding the best odds in the world. Like we're talking the entire world here. And I'll give you an example right now. Um, and the reason for this is because you're buying a bet from another person. You're not betting against a house, you're betting against other people. So you can find amazing deals. Last weekend, a uh, better wager twenty dollars on the Titans to win the Super Bowl at three hundred to one in November. Sold that ticket on prop swap for five hundred and fifty dollars. That's like hitting a uh, a twenty six to one long shot for the seller. So um, the buyer received odds of 10 to 1 on their purchase, and that in itself is better odds than any sports book in the country. So head over to ProSwap. And uh, of course, here's the promo code there, SGP. Sign up for proswap.com today and they will give you 100% match on your first deposit. Enter the promo code SGP. That's SGP at the time of deposit. And ProSwap will match it up to $100. Go to proswap.com today. So let's head back to the EPL show. And we're up to that 5.30 game with Newcastle versus Chelsea, where Chelsea are the one to two favorites to get a result at St. James's Park, where they've only lost twice this season. It's five to one on Newcastle, 16 to five, the draw. They've only lost twice there this season, but the result against Everton was, was a, was a bad one, I guess. Um, I mean, you expect Everton to go and win it at the same time. If Newcastle are making progress, you don't expect them to lose that game. So it's a double-edged sword there. Really? Um, Chelsea have been better away from a home than at home this season um, for me both teams are scoring in this game I still don't think Chelsea have, have taken enough steps to, to sort out that defence um, it's difficult to sign players in January but they're actually allowed to because the transfer ban was lifted so the expectation was is that um, Chelsea would have added someone at the back but I think once you um, I think it's difficult because once you give Tamori this season and uh, Rudiger's fully fit. I do think you do have a competent centre-back pairing there that you can work on, but 
at the same time, uh, it's, it's difficult because you're pushing for the Champions League. So maybe you want that solid uh, defender in there now, like... Um, like a Kua Bali, for example, but I think with Napoli getting a new manager in and the turmoil has slightly been reduced, despite the fact that I'm not really expecting Gattuso to massively turn things around there at Napoli. We will talk more about that on the European show this weekend. The European show is back. Uh, you'll get that at lockbetting.com. It's the crown jewel of lockbetting.com, as I always say, with a um, 20 and four, 21 and four lock record this season. Um, moving back to this game, both teams to score. Yeah, it's um, something that's occurred in nine of Chelsea's 11 EPL away games this season. Uh, Newcastle have scored in seven of their eight home games and they've only kept two clone sheets in a process. And um, Newcastle have lost just three of their 11 home league games this season, drawing four times. So there's also value there in the draw as well. But um, I think here that... Uh, Chelsea could add the fourth loss to it. There's value in taking Chelsea and both teams to score here at two to one. But the um, the main value here, I think, or the, not the main value, the safer option is to take the both teams to score at a um, five to six, five to six price. As we move on to Sunday, Sunday will feature the game of the week. It's a no-brainer. It's obviously going to be the Liverpool-Man United game, even though there's a golfing class between the two. It still will be the game of the week. Question marks at the moment over Marcus Rashford's fitness. Before we look at that game, we'll look at Burnley versus Leicester, where Leicester are a team who are slipping slightly off the back of that defeat against Southampton last week. They've now lost three of the last five in the Premier League, and um, they don't need to really do too much to secure Champions League football. Looking at the table this season, um, you would think that Leicester only really need to win eight of their last 18 games under usual circumstances. But given the form of the other teams and with the gap between Man United and, and Leicester being 11 points... I really don't see Man United making it up. So potentially Leicester could secure um, could secure um, Champions League football by only winning six out of the last 16 games and possibly drawing five and even losing five. So a 6-5-5 five, five could be enough for them to um, get through to the next um, to get through to the Champions League. I know and realise that would only give them 65 points but it's difficult to see Man United getting to 65 points seeing as the 22 game tally has only produced 34 so um, it's a very very low estimate and um, in usual seasons you wouldn't say 65 gets you into the top 4 but I'm predicting that 65 in fact let's go on a limb here uh, I'm, let's let's say one more win 68 points I think will get you into the Champions League this season and that is my absolute guarantee uh, so I think Leicester are in but they do need to pick up wins especially at home here against Burnley I think the need of Burnley has got greater and I think that's obviously because of what I just said with the win total being low they are pushing on the edge of the relegation zone here on 24 only three points clear of Aston Villa two points clear of Watford are in 17th and um, it's more of a must win situation for them here at home I think they will push forward and try and win this game and be a little bit more positive but I think Leicester's extra quality could be the difference here um, certainly not in my on my list of locks but I do like Leicester here at four to five to get back on track finally Liverpool versus Manchester United now 
the line is not moved yet. It is still currently sitting at 8 to 15. Once it is or isn't confirmed that Mark at Rashford isn't playing, it will probably go to around about 4 to 9 or 2 to 5 or even worse. If Rashford is playing, it will probably sit around about the same because he only hobbled off with a minor back sprain, but I don't know whether it will keep us keep him out of this game. I don't think it matters anyway. I think Man United are the only team this season to get something from Liverpool. I think Liverpool would be relatively disappointed about that, even though they've won every other game this season, winning 20 out of 21. But I think for them... Um, this is a game they really, really want to get up for because the legacy that they're chasing is the legacy of Man United. They want to level us in terms of titles won. It is the big rivalry of the season. And if all of a sudden Manchester United were the ones that, that put a dent in Liverpool's invincible record, it would... Um, it would take something away, certainly. As much as Cops playing it down in terms of the position that they're in and not wanting to finish undefeated and all the records they're setting, um, he will not want to lose a game and especially not want to lose a Man United, especially won't want to lose at home. So you're going to see a full Liverpool team out here and I think they could honestly cover... Uh, the minus one here. I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Um, I don't see this game being close. I don't see how Man United compete here. And I think the minus one could cash here at um, six to five odds. But as we're inside the realm of what we can pick at the moment, if you're hearing this on Thursday, you can take Liverpool at eight to 15, which I think is an absolute lock this weekend. Closing out with the lock dog parlay on the show. Jeez, man, there's a ton of locks that we can take here. There really is. But um, I'm going to go for two. Fuck it. I'm going to go for three. Three options here. Um, just, just, to, just to basically um, give this lock record some padding. Because at the moment, we are what we've already gone past more locks than we lost last season. And we're sitting on 12. The season before, we went 25 and 13. Obviously, we're doing a lot more. But um, I want to really get this sort of padding to this lot record at the moment. We're, we're 22 and 12 at the moment. And uh, I want to get us to 25 and 12 on this show. So here are the picks. Um, Aston Villa plus two. I said that uh, earlier to you. I don't think they're going to lose this game by more than two goals if they do lose at all. Uh, Norwich on the on the, uh, on the the draw no bet. I don't think they're losing at home to Bournemouth, so that could be one as well. Um, or not, not could be one. We're taking it. We're betting that game. And um, Liverpool against Man United, just straight up money line. No brainer. I've given you three because all the prices are quite short. You've got Aston Villa at four to seven, Liverpool at eight to 15. And these are all best prices, oh, except um, the Villa game isn't because I can get it at four to six. But as I said, I know the feedback on that's going to be negative and, and Norwich are four to seven as well. So actually what you've got there is three games at four to seven odds. So lock those all up and parlay them too. That's going to be the parlay. Not going to get creative with the parlay here. Um, hit those games up as individual locks and hit them up in the parlay as well because the draw no bet on the uh, Norwich game is just going to be a push. So you could end up there with a two-team selection if Bournemouth managed to get something from Norwich City game. So there are your three selections. Your underdog play, uh, a few I liked here. Um, I like Watford. I like a draw in the Southampton game. 
and uh, I think West Ham could be a live dog because they could possibly come up with something um, specific here for Everton but I'm going to lean towards that draw uh, for Southampton versus Wolves that's going to be my dog play for this week so that's it for this edition of the EPL show as I said already the European show is back head over to lockbetting.com for that full European show this weekend as we look to extend our lot record for the season very very strong lot record over there for the season very very strong plays what I do I keep kind of explaining this is I break down all of the the games from around Europe and then I basically do a show where I've just picked six or seven that I like. So when you consider I'm looking at 60 games and and I've done analysis and all of them and then I get it down to just six or seven you're almost getting a premium selective service there anyway of course I always encourage people to sign up to the main service because with that you're going to actually get premium plays on that you're going to get in plays you're going to get access to the whatsapp group 24 7 access to me and of course you'll get involved with this incredible NBA and tennis record we're putting together we also went five and one last weekend on the playoffs unbelievable weekend for us last week landed everything on the Sunday and also had a very nice Saturday as well so stick with us for the NFL and uh, of course the NBA and the tennis all the stuff that we're doing over there and of course the combat sports as well big big time boxing next month with Dante Wilder and Tyson Fury the build up for that is already started with the press conferences and whatnot. that's going to be really intensifying as we head towards February but the first fight show you're going to get is going to be available hopefully by the time you listen to this because Conor McGregor is back in the UFC this weekend and I'll be giving you all your coverage of the UFC card over on the Fight Show Plus I'll be sneakily getting on the Royal Rumble don't some guys don't like it but I don't give a fuck because it's free money it's free money hello free money WWE Royal Rumble I'm the best in the world at WWE betting. It's undisputed. There's no doubt about it. Nobody has a record like me. So whether you like it or not, I'll be giving out the plays for the Royal Rumble. I'll be looking at that. It takes place next Sunday and you'll be able to hear about it on the Fright Show. Just keep it a secret because some guys are very sensitive. Okay, that's it for me and this edition of the EPL Show. As I said, I'll be back on the Fight Show and then I'll be back next week with another edition of the EPL Show. That's it. Good luck with all your bets as always. And... I see you guys. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.